Hello and welcome to Homework, a podcast by and for people who work from home. Episode 252, special guest Joey Caffone, with your hosts Dave Kalo and me, Harry Marks. Hello Dave. Hey Harry, how you doing? I am very good. It's been a, a big week in the, the Marks household. Um, oh. Yeah, I, uh, I'll i go right into my tool of the week because it just came today. Uh, it is my brand new MacBook Air running the new M1 chip, Apple Silicon. And oh, no, that's not fair. I got my piddly little <clears throat> tool of the week over here, and you've got a brand new MacBook. Yeah, well, unfortunately, I'm not using my brand new Mac to record this episode, and I'll get into that. But um, I will say oh. it is blazingly fast. Yeah, it came late this afternoon, so I haven't had a chance to really set everything up the way I want anyway. Um, right. But it is blazingly fast. So I launched, for example, GarageBand, which currently on my, my MacBook Air, um, it takes, I would say, between 20 and 30 seconds to finally load. Um, on this, it's it doesn't even bounce. It just loads. <laughs> it's unbelievable how fast this thing is. Um, and if you if you check all the benchmarks on on like nine to five Mac or the Verge, it blows probably every this little piddly MacBook Air blows every Intel Mac out of the water until you get up into like the Pro machines, like the iMac Pro and the Mac Pro. And even then, it's not that big a gap between the two. So this thing is a beast because the one I'm using now to record. Um, is it's five years old. It's on its last legs in terms of just like workhorse ability. And it's, it's yeah. slow. It's beach balling like crazy. And I've had people tell me, Oh, zap the PRAM and do this and do that. I switched the hard drive out. I thought that would help extend its life a little bit, which it did, but I just, I don't want to have to work so hard with this and I don't want it to have to work so hard. Cause it's one of these days, it's just going to go and then I won't have it anymore. So right. I'd rather take the load off and, and use something new for the next five or six years. Um, but unfortunately, Apple Silicon is a brand new architecture. And so therefore, a lot of the apps and plugins mainly that I use to do podcasting, like uh, Ecamm Call Recorder, um, apparently Audio Hijack Pro doesn't work yet. They're, they're working on an update. So there's some stuff I'm, I'm waiting for compatibility to, to catch up, which shouldn't take that long. But that's the only reason I'm not using it tonight. Um, so there we are. And then what, what have you got going on this week? First of all, you're bleeding edge, man. I'm trying. You know, I wasn't going to get it because I, I've been burned on first-gen hardware before. But yes. someone described it um, on a podcast or something where, you know, this isn't like Apple put a one-off model, like the iPhone ten, where it was like this weird one-off. If you want to experiment with the, the cutting edge, go for it. They replaced mm -hmm. their bottom-line MacBooks, um, the MacBook Pro 13-inch, the MacBook Air 13-inch, and the Mac Mini, uh, the low-end, both all got replaced with this hmm. M1 chip. You can't even buy the Intel versions anymore. And so I saw that, and knowing how long they've worked, you know, 10 years on Apple Silicon, I took that as a sign of good faith that this was not something they were going to obsolete in a year. So yeah. I'm, I'm hoping I'm right. <laughs> nice. So uh, My tool is something called 23 Snaps. Uh, you might know this, Harry, but way back in the day, I was in love with Path. Oh, I loved being oh, in yeah. Path. It was sort of like a private Facebook, if you will. And um, my family and I, meaning like my extended family, my parents and my sisters and their husbands, use it to sort of communicate back and forth without having to use Facebook or anything like that. Um, well, Path has gone away, and uh, we were looking for an alternative. Of course, we could just do a group chat, but where's the fun in that? You need an app. Uh, so we landed on 23 Snaps. So 23 Snaps, I think it's marketed for new parents who want to show their baby pics to grandma and aunt and uncle out in <laughs> Topeka. But you know what? We're just using it as like our own little walled in Facebook 
and we share information here and like posts and videos and stuff. Um, and yeah, it, it works great. It, it'll, it does weird parenting things like, do you want to tag, tag your family in this photo? Because they think it's, you know, a new picture of Junior teething. So I just hit no. <laughs> but it, it, it works great. It's kind of cute. It doesn't cost a darn thing. There is a free version, which I'm sorry, I'm using the paid version. I don't, I think it's like higher quality images or something, but honestly, the pictures I'm looking at are just fine. So if you're looking at a, uh, looking for a free sort of more private way to communicate with a group, be it family, friends, or maybe even a small subset of coworkers, uh, give 23 snaps a try. And no, I don't know why it's called 23 snaps. I think of 23 skidoo. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. But hey, I, uh, but you know what I do know? We oh. have a guest this week. We do. So our guest this week is the founder of Baron Fig, um, a, a stationery and design company based out of New York. Uh, well, they were mm-hmm. at least, but we'll we'll get into that. Um, but Joey, I've known Joey a long time. Um, you know, you're a recent convert to Baron Fig, and and so I Joey, uh, I want to welcome you to the show, and and you know, tell us all about yourself. Hey guys, glad to be here. Um, it's funny that you're the two tools you mentioned, the M1 Mac and the re- path replacement. I both have intimate <laughs> uh, feelings about. So the M1, I, I placed an order for the M1 like two days ago. And then I thought I would check up on how Adobe runs. And then I ended up canceling it like 45 minutes later. And I was, I was totally upset, but um, it's in beta. Since we do all this Adobe stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, the M1 Photoshop, Photoshop is in beta. In yeah, beta. yeah. But I use XD and InDesign yeah. mostly. Um, yeah. So anyway, I'll wait till next year and check again. But well, I'm bummed because I, I, I would, got excited about I, the speed. I wouldn't write it off just yet because if it if it runs in Rosetta two, which uh, it probably will, um, I've heard on these Macs, it's not like an emulation. Like it it runs almost as fast and in some cases faster than on the Intel counterparts. So I I wouldn't. Yeah, I know you canceled it, but I, you know I'd reconsider. <laughs> no, I you know that's what I'm hoping for. Like it's it just brute forces with just raw power. Uh, and I tried to find videos on YouTube of people proving that, but um, I think I need to wait just a little bit longer till they. Uh, Photoshop is like a big thing, but there's yeah. less talk about XD and stuff. And then with Path, <clears throat> man, I loved Path. I wish like I was I don't know in my mid to early 20s or something mm-hmm. with when path was around and i don't think i understood the value of it but now having like you know a wife and in-laws and family extended family that i want to be closer to um i really wish path was still a thing because that would be perfect so yeah. i'm going to check out 23 snaps sounds you definitely should because my parents and my sisters and i we all live in different states and so we get to see each other maybe once a year and this allows us to share goofy pictures and keep up with each other daily. Nice. I don't have to look into yeah. that. So speaking of different States, um, Harry, you said to say a little bit about myself. So I am Joey Capone, co-founder of Baron fig. We started in 2013 on Kickstarter with one notebook. Yep. Uh, now seven years later, we have over 30 products. We set, we ship to over 50 countries. Uh, our company basically makes tools for thinkers so pens, notebooks, um, you got bags. A new, you got a new desktop organizer app that's desk. really slick. Yeah, yeah. I am so so excited for that. Yeah, it's called Mosaic, and there's more coming with that. Oh, nice. uh, this coming week. So by the time this episode is out, and uh, basically our gist is like, how can we help you do your best thinking 
outside of your computer. Um, and I am in Illinois right now, right maybe 20 minutes outside Chicago with my in-laws, um, which, Harry, I know you wanted to, to talk about later, so I won't go too deep there. But uh, before, before two or three weeks ago, uh, we were based in New York City, and uh, we have a small team, no outside funding. We are totally independent, just the way I like it. We get to do our own thing, and mm-hmm. uh, it's been a lot of fun so far. Excellent. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, you've been running, or you were running the company out of out of New York. You were you were one stop after the E, uh, after my stop on the E, uh, in in Midtown. So you were where were you got? You were in Queens, right? Yeah. Yeah, you guys are based in Queens. Um, you know, what's going on with the studio now? Is is anyone still working out of there or is everyone working from home now? So everyone is remote. Um there I I went to the studio once before I left. Jay, our COO, and uh I've known him since we were fifteen years old. He goes weekly or bi weekly to check up on things. But yeah, the studio is there, it's waiting for us. Uh we have a you know, you're probably going to want to get into COVID at some point. We have a uh, earliest we'll go back to work date, which we keep pushing back. But I feel better than ever about this one now. Is I think it's August 5th. Okay, wow. Is um, like the first Monday. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Whoa, that's crazy. April 5th. Oh, okay. <laughs> the first Monday <laughs> in April. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that you took that seriously. <laughs> I, you, honestly, with the way things are trending, it, that, that seemed early to me like all, the the way we're, we're headed towards uh, you know we're, we're either depending on who you talk to in a second wave or about to hit a big bad second wave with with the holidays and everything you know uh, august seemed reasonable <laughs> yeah i mean i just watched the fauci talk today right before this and he seems he feels really positive on the vaccines he said they're incredible with like the 95 yeah. percent efficacy as he calls it um and i think I think he said by the end of Q1, if you want the vaccine, you'll get it. Of course, who knows if that pans out, but, right. um, you know, looking forward to, to at least something in the semi-near future. Yeah. So, you know, you've been you've been in Illinois. Um, how has that changed the way you work with the team? Has it changed the way you work with the team? So just being remote. Uh, I am actually anti-remote, or I was anti-remote. I like, you know, no offense to everyone working at home. Uh, I know you guys love it. It's just not, it was never for me. I like the the human being aspect. And um, being forced to go remote, um, right at the beginning, I told Jay, and then I told the team, I was like, look, I don't think most of us like this, which is why we all work in person. But we have to change our perspective and actually say, if if we're going to do this, how can we do this to the best of our abilities and really enjoy it? Um, and that was, you know, back in March already. How many nine months ago? Um, and it it took a it took a bit because we went from seeing each other every day. I mean, of course, you get the same story over and over. All of a sudden, you're at home. For people who don't like to work alone, you're working and living in the same space. Mm -hmm. Um, And I very thankful that we have Google meet is what we use for video. We use Basecamp to organize ourselves. And between the two, we stay in contact. Um, And if it's even to the point where like, if I don't see someone through video, if I don't have a reason, like by the end of the week, I'll just say, Hey, let's talk for five minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, 
it's not I don't love it but I think when we do go back we're going to maintain at least one day maybe two days a week of remote work permanently yeah you know it's it's probably very stressful and I I think uh, it's a perfect time to introduce our first sponsor, which is Headspace. You know, life can be stressful even under normal circumstances. 2020 has challenged even the most difficult times of life. You need stress relief that goes beyond quick fixes. That's Headspace. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is the is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. Overwhelmed? Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. Need some help falling asleep? Headspace has wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your kids. Headspace is a Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Um, I've used Headspace before, and and I've been using it, especially nowadays. But you know, my son has has had a real wall with um, the the digital learning, the the remote learning, and mm-hmm. he's he's got anger issues, and they've got kid-focused meditations, and he's yeah. he's had a really good um, experience with just you know breathing and and calming down and centering himself, and then coming back to whatever he was working on by using headspace and i use it too i you know things get really overwhelming i've got a new job i'm basically an adjunct professor for my child and so it gets really (laughs) busy congratulations thank you so much it's it's the job i never wanted uh and he he, it, it gets really exhausting and and my hair gets frazzled and so to listen to a headspace meditation, even for five minutes, six minutes, just to breathe and bring mm-hmm. myself back to the center uh, has been really, really helpful. Um, headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule, anytime, anywhere. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com homework for a free one-month trial. That's headspace.com slash homework for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now, so head to headspace.com slash homework today. Thank you to Headspace for sponsoring homework. I love I love the sleep casts. You can listen to a person like tell you this nice little story while you fall asleep. <sighs> yep. Oh my gosh. It's like Hell yeah. a piece of gold i love it so much yeah it's so soothing i also have headspace me and my wife listen to the sleep cast and just like a dude basically i'm doing a little lullaby yeah yep, you zonk right out <laughs> yep. so dave did you have any questions for joey i certainly do uh joey you mentioned covid quickly earlier um how, and you talked about the new product that's coming out how has covid affected the kinds of products you're releasing or plan to release yeah, that's a great question. We we had this huge project going, like this 18-month-long project where COVID hit right in the middle. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm kind of grateful for the timing. You know, it, it hit in the latter half where we already knew the direction. We knew what we had to do. And so that kept us really, really focused from March all the way until October when we launched our new site, our new products. There's still a couple new products coming. And I'm grateful because that that was like a North Star for us. So Mm -hmm. as far as what we planned versus what happened, um, that stayed the same. I'm very grateful 
and the timeline may be increased by like 10%, but everybody really did a good job. Uh, give the team huge credit. Uh, but we did add something. We added, uh, we did a couple social good campaigns in the beginning to really raise money. We donated a ton, thousands of dollars to COVID relief. Oh, great. Uh, we made masks and we still, we've sold hundreds, if not thousands of masks. So I don't follow mm. it too closely anymore. But back in the beginning, I was checking up on it. Um, and for every mask sold, we donate. Um, and that has, I think, been been a really special thing. Back when, like, masks were totally unavailable. Like, you couldn't yeah. get them for months. Uh, and you had all small businesses like us who had these uh, physical production capabilities just kind of, like, pivot a little bit and say, hey, let's make a bunch of these things out of, you know, our backpack material or whatever it was. Yeah. In our case, we had, we had some really good stuff, some microfiber things that were able to like filter better than normal cloth. Um, and anyway, that, that was pretty neat. And so we sort of added rather than, uh, subtracted. Excellent. You know, Harry, I think we've heard now that we're, we've been focusing on entrepreneurs all month and we've heard a couple times now people, um, leaning into that agility and being able to pivot into something else. Um, it's interesting to hear um, different entrepreneurs and, in yeah. your case, business owners telling that story of how this has happened and what are we going to do? And one of the things that you did was look at what you've got and realize how you can pivot that into something else that's not only productive for the business, but helpful for your customers. So well done. Thank you. Yeah. It's nice to be able to, I don't know, just make a difference, you know, like sometimes mm -hmm. as a business running a business, what, what do I really impact? I impact my customers in the sense that they get the products. Um, I don't know how special they see that, but I impact my employees, right? The people that I feel like I can really affect. And yeah. then to be able to run a campaign where the employees feel like their work also contributes. Um, I was kind of just grateful that, that we were able to pull that together. Yeah. Now, earlier you said that you like working with people in person. Um, and that's just your preferred way to work. But of course, like so many, you've had the work from home life thrust upon you. So right now, what does working at home look like for you? So I am currently, you guys can see the video feed, um, mm -hmm. but for those who are listening, I am currently in the finished basement of my in-laws. We got rid of our apartment in New York City after staying there for eight months uh, mm -hmm. in a 350 square foot studio, which normally is fine. We're not home. That's the benefit of New York is there's so much outside. Right. Yeah. Who cares how yeah. small inside is, right? Uh, but, but this was the very unique case that we were <laughs> stuck in a very small space. Uh, and I give, you know, I give me and my wife credit just for not killing each other and, and making the best of it. Finally, we decided to get rid of it put all of our stuff in storage. We drove 12 hours straight wow. to our in-laws from New York to Chicago. We have our five month old puppy with us. And um, now I'm in the basement. I love it. I sleep right there about eight feet from where I work. Uh, <laughs> and I know that, you know, like it's, what is it uh, sort of common to, to separate when you work from home, separate yeah. the spaces. Thankfully, I'm totally fine. I sleep there. I work here. I actually play my video games in this same seat with the same monitor uh, on an Xbox. And so far, so good. I'm able to change modes. Um, and I love that, you know, my in-laws pop in and say hello. My father-in-law, you know, the first uh, couple days, he was so excited. He was making all sorts of things for lunch and just bringing it down 
<laughs> that's um, great. That's awesome. Yeah, just making the best of it. Um, it's not, you know, it's not my chosen lifestyle, but I can't just be grumpy about it. Right. Has, has COVID and, and honestly has remote work and, and just not being able to be out and about because, you know, what you do and what your company does is design products. And a lot of times if you take a, a, a different company like, you know, Field Notes that they have a different cover every quarter on their notebooks and, you know, it's inspired by something. Maybe someone went out somewhere and saw something or, you know, all these different things without being able to be out in the world. Does that affect the kinds of things you do, like with the, with the the Squire Pen limited editions you do, or the the notebook limited editions you do? Does that affect the the process? It does, it does. Uh, but it, it really, it's nice when you're going out in New York and you talk to people, see things. Right. Inspiration comes more naturally. Um, but having said that, I mean, watching TV, having phone calls, YouTube all sorts of things you do pull yeah. it from other places so really the biggest challenge for us right now and is why i'm also grateful that we are i think on the tail end of this knock on wood mm-hmm. please is that um now that we have completed my aforementioned 18 months phase where we were making all this new stuff now we're we're sort of entering a new 18 month phase where we're going to be making even more new stuff that requires being in person right. mm-hmm. when they're entirely new forms. So, for example, you know, if we were reskinning a notebook, a different limited edition, that's really easy for us to to wrap our heads around. But it's it's so challenging when it's right. a new object or made of new materials. Trying to do that, yeah, um, right. I don't think we would. I don't think we would. We would suffer, I'll put it this way, if this lasted more than another six months mm-hmm. um, in terms of like our creative output. Uh, as a company, I think we'd be you know, relatively fine. We still have a ton of stuff selling. And that's good in terms of making more and evolving. Mm-hmm. That would start to suffer. Has the production line been like the, the, the way your products are made and the timelines, has that changed at all? Because I remember when you and I collaborated on the mysterium pen uh and i think that was that 2017 i remember it was like i gave you the the final short story in um i want to say like september or something and then i didn't see the pen until april of that next year or or even later after that like it was a while it was may that year yeah it was may that year yeah so i mean has it has has that changed at all uh, so good news. Since then, we've able to we can turn things around in almost half the time. Oh, cool! But yes, now with COVID, um, we buffer everything because if anyone gets sick or there's an outbreak or shipping yeah, tends right. to be slower yeah. now, um, it's longer. But you know, I, none of us are too concerned, really. I mean, we give Baron Fig naturally. I think incorporates a lot of buffer in everything we do mm-hmm. uh, as a team and the way we plan. And so um, it's, it's mostly business as usual in, in that regard. Thank, thankfully. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about how things get tricky. Uh, but before we do that, Harry, I think we should mention our next sponsor for this episode. Yeah. Uh, this episode of homework is sponsored by remote works, a podcast that tells extraordinary stories of teams that made the shift to working remotely. How apropos for what we're talking about today. Now, I got to hear a sneak peek of season two, the premiere episode, in which host Melanie Green spoke with um, 
Red Bull racing drivers about what the pandemic taught them about adapting to work differently. It was very, very interesting. And um, one of the cool things I was surprised to hear was how some of the drivers felt that things were a little better because of this. I know that sounds a little crazy, but the example they gave was when they give interviews at the end of a race or maybe the day before a race, it's usually them sitting in front of this pile of microphones and every interviewer or reporter is shouting their question and wanting to get an answer. And it seems overwhelming and the drivers and the reporters often leave feeling they got only part of what they wanted. Whereas now they're doing one-on-one Zoom calls with the drivers and with the reporters, and the drivers are able to express what they want to express, and the reporters are really able to get answers that their readers want to follow up on. I thought that was pretty clever and cool. So it was really enjoyable and a great example of uh, adaptation. More in this season of the show, you're going to hear about how the pandemic didn't slow down these drivers, like I said. But you'll also learn how two women working in a tiny trapper's cabin in the Arctic are dodging polar bears while fighting climate change. And you'll learn about digital nomads working from the beaches and Barbados, Bali, and beyond. Why aren't we on a beach, Harry? Why aren't we fighting bears? (laughs) Because I am terrified of bears. Polar bears are terrifying. Yes, they're cute, but my gosh, they're scary. But it's not just stories about remote work. Each episode is full of insight and advice you can apply to your work and your team. Um, Distributed work brings challenges, but it also represents opportunity. And that's what remote work is all about. Helping you find new ways to work, collaborate, and discover possibilities. Uh, Search for Remote Works anywhere you listen to podcasts. And we'll include a link in the show notes. My thanks to Remote Works for the continued support of the show. Now, uh, you kind of mentioned a little bit how things can get difficult, and I feel a little silly asking you this question, uh, Joey, but do you have a favorite productivity tool? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Take your pick. Besides, (laughs) all right, I'll give you two. I'll give you two. two. Just because one Baron Fig, because I have to, and then I'll give you another one. So the Baron Fig, the newest thing is, uh, I'm showing you guys on the camera here, but the- Uh, I want one. For our listeners, (laughs) it's the Mosaic- desk organizer um i'll send you guys both i'll each send you one you can try it out thank you and uh yeah yeah, i was drooling over that on the website the other day by the way oh i love it it's so it's such a dull (laughs) like concept oh it's a thing that organize your desk it's just it's i engage with it so many times yeah outside of um baron fig yeah i am just a huge fan of the app things making lists with Mm -hmm. things yep yeah you guys are familiar i mean i'm just i I don't stress about anything because i have nothing on my mind because things has everything on its mind and i love it that way and and i use it all the time um so that's my favorite i was i was using things i was using things on a trial and i want to i want to use it i want it to i want to make it my my to-do list app across all of my systems the problem is first i use fantastical as my calendar and it doesn't integrate with it so i have all of my to-dos funneled into fantastical so i can see everything at a glance especially on the iphone on the widget i can see my next couple of to-dos and my next couple of appointments um so it doesn't integrate with that but then also where every other developer has gone to a subscription model things still charges you per app and it's like 20 it's like uh 40 for the mac app 20 for the iPad and 10 for the iPhone. And I was just, I cannot yeah. invest like 
$80 in a complete suite of to-do apps right now. Um, so unfortunately, I'm, I'm stuck on Todoist, which is still a great app, but I really wanted that like Mac-focused application that it just looks like it was built for the system. Um, so maybe one yeah. day. Joey, you know, you st- oh, go ahead. Well, anyway, I was just going to say, the Things 3, it's been out a couple of years. When Things 4 comes out, I would say go all in at the beginning and it'll last you like three years. Yeah, mm. that's probably what I'll do. Excellent. Oh, you said something that leapt out to me just now when you said how when you're using things, you want to you know that you can be confident that these things are out of your mind because they're out somewhere else. I mean, honestly, that is such a huge thing for me. I, I like to think that you know, your brain is for solving problems and coming up with things. It's not a filing cabinet for storage. So I love, I mean, that's what I use my confidant for. I love to have that elsewhere. In my, we're in a location that my brain knows it's safe and I will look at it later when the time comes and then I can use my mind and my time and energy for solving problems or being creative and coming up with other things. I, oh, I tell it to people all the time, let this product or whatever piece of software you want to use, hold that information. That's the cold storage. So you can use your brain as the supercomputer processor that it is. So, oh man, yep, I'm, I'm like so excited to hear you say that. Yeah. There's, we spend too much energy figuring out what to do before we actually do it. Yeah. And if you, I spend like three minutes in the in the morning and three minutes in the evening tending to things and base camp for work, mm-hmm. and I can jump right into work at any moment or do whatever I need to do because I'm I don't need to remember or reorder it or any of that. It's just it's tended to. Yeah. Yeah. Makes you don't life want easy. To sit down man. at your desk and say, okay, what should I do? What should I be working on? Yeah. That should be taken yeah. care of. Right. Oh yeah. I, I have Quite a completely advanced. unrelated question, but I, I was wondering what sparked the name change from Baron Fig two words to one word. <laughs> uh, you know what? I don't have a strong uh, I don't have a strong answer for that, other than I think Baron Fig two words is not as strong or ownable as Baron Fig one word. Okay. When Baron Fig is two words, it is still the word Baron and the word Fig. Mm-hmm. Those are independent words that we just put together uh, next to each other. But when we combined it into Baron Fig, it became its own thing. And I love it. I absolutely love the change. I don't know. How do you That's... feel? And you can tell me if you think it looks terrible. No, you know what? It's I was so used to Baron Fig as two separate words that I was sort of taken aback at, at seeing it as one word. But I I do appreciate the idea that you know you own this word now, like this is your word, your brand, and not you know you're sharing Baron Fig as two separate items, you know, with whatever else might use Baron or or Fig, like you know, Fig Newton or you know all that kind of thing. So I I yeah. do like that it's it's one cohesive brand. So do you have? Any tips on, you know, you've been working remotely now for many months. You're you're in Illinois. I assume the team is back in New York, right? Mostly, yeah. Yeah. Do you do you have tips or tricks or, you know, just routines that you have in place that that help you get that work done and and keep it off your mind? I do. I do. It's it's beyond like just remote life. Um mm-hmm. for me at least, I do how do I say it? Habits, tasks, time. So habits are like the, the, the big high level things that I want to do, like design every day or write every day or whatever. And then I say, okay, what are the tasks that comprise those? And then 
time is what time am I actually doing it? So do you guys, when you're planning out your day, do you use your calendar and like drag, you know, from eight to, to 12, I'm going to do X and from one to three, I'm going to do uh, Y. I tried doing that kind of block scheduling. I had set um, time from like five to six as coffee and email, six to seven as writing, seven to eight as, you know, work prep, and then the rest of the day. And I, what I realized was there's no way in hell I'm getting up at five o'clock anymore. So that went <laughs> right out the window. But I, I wanted yeah. to, I really wanted to try doing that, that hardcore block scheduling. The only, the only place I have it set and it's really so that nobody books a meeting in that time slot is from 12 to one. I, I set myself lunch. Um, but other than that, that's mm -hmm. it. It's, it's a powerful, powerful move to whatever your to-do list is, right. If you have eight things to actually click and drag, I use Apple calendar. So I literally click and drag, type in the name and I'm done of mm -hmm. each task translating to the calendar. And it is so easy. Um, to do work that way you know, and you and you really learn how much time things take too which is a powerful tool in your arsenal let me tell you yes. there's a system out there now uh called the work-life balance system i'm half joking but dave knows all about it but i i developed a sort of a task management system based on email um so as you get emails that come in one half of your notebook is your work stuff all your work tasks and the other half of your notebook is your life um and by half i mean like two page spread kind of thing so one side and the other side um mm -hmm. but you know as you complete a, an email task like send bill tps report you know you check it off that's one thing to to actually write the report or draw the report it's the other half of it to actually send it back. That's the that really means it's complete. And so then you darken in the the square um, to show that it it's done. And then at the end of the day, um, what it really is designed to is show you, you know, how late are you checking your email? If you check your email at nine o'clock at night and you see something that you have to do the next morning, write it down and write down the time at which you checked your email. And then at the end of the day, go to back to the beginning of the book, write down the latest time you checked your email next to that day of the month. And at the end of the month, check what was the latest time you checked your email that that month. That makes sense so far. You you want to get it to a point where you're checking that email earlier and earlier and earlier so that you're not checking it yeah. at midnight. You know, you're checking it at 11 as the latest time the next day or then 10 and then 9 and then 8 and until you're finally like, I'm not checking my email after 530. And that's not always possible, but you want to you want to get out of the habit of like, I need to be logged in all the time. I need to let work know that I am always logged in. Well, I have a question for you. Why why are you checking your email after 5:30? Unfortunately, I I used to and hopefully will soon again, uh, mainly cuz I miss my old salary. Uh but I used to work in legal. I was in legal marketing and um unfortunately, you know, if you work for a global law firm with um partners in Tokyo or Berlin or you know, all over the world, you're sort of beholden to them at a certain point, you know, at a certain level as a manager. You know, you need to check your email right up until you go to bed. I don't love that. Mm. I don't love that at all. But in certain situations, it's just part of the job. Um, and so that's where the whole thing came from. Uh, and unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, I might be going back into it soon. Uh, COVID sort of put the 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 stop on that. Um, everyone basically took right. down all of their job listings until just recently. But um yeah, that's that's where it came from. And I, I know people who work in certain industries where they're constantly checking their email. I, there was one instance years and years ago, I was working for a firm and a woman had called up my colleague's boss and said, give me Randy's number. 
I need to talk to him right now. And it was like 1130 at night. And luckily the woman, his boss said, absolutely not go to sleep. You can talk to him in the morning. Like it was just, <laughs> it was so absurd that she would be calling yeah. at that hour. But unfortunately that is the nature of the business. Joey, I know you uh, have to leave us before too much longer. So we just, uh, Harry and I both want to say thanks so much for coming on the show. Absolutely. We're excited at the prospect of you coming to join us, talking about um, everything you do in Baron Fig. So um, before you go, where can people find you and all of that Baron Fig goodness online? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know what? You could say hello to me on Twitter at Joey Caffone, but. Even better, just go straight to baronfig.com, check it out, and see what you think. That's B-A-R-O-N-F-I-G, Baron Fig. Yep, Harry and I are both very happy customers, and uh, we Indeed. recommend you go and check it out. I've got a messenger bag. Thank I've got you, guys. countless confidants. I've got pens, squires, definitely the Mysterium. That was your best one you ever made. Uh, not for any, not for any <laughs> other reason. A little bias there. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I am a huge fan of the the company of the the stuff you put out. What I love about your 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 products, and not to blow smoke, but just that. You know, one thing I always preach is don't be precious about your tools. And sometimes you you pick up a tool that is so nice you you don't want to use it, like a notebook you don't want to mar with whatever mm. you're going to put into it. But what's great about Baron Fig is they're beautiful notebooks, but I never feel like I'm doing them a disservice by using them. Like they are clearly made to be used, and they actually look more beautiful the more you use them. Um, it's that wabi-sabi mm -hmm. thing um of just you know awesome. the the more you use it you know the pen gets a little patina on it the notebook gets a little dirty around the edges and it just shows that it's well loved wow well thank you i'm glad you guys like it thanks for you know being customers thanks for inviting me uh you guys are doing doing killer work and i, I appreciate it for sure thank you Thank you. Uh, Harry, where can people find you and your stuff online? You can find me at Linktree, linktr.ee slash hcmarks. You'll find links to my book, my blogs, my podcasts, um, all all the fun stuff. Uh, the same for me. Just replace the, Harry, the HC Marks with Dave Kello, and you'll find a link to uh, uh, all the stuff I do online, my Twitter and Tabletop Hero. If you're into role-playing games and Dungeons & Dragons, I produce content for that for your use and edification. In the meanwhile, this is episode 252, and people of Harry, and Harry, if people want to find the show notes from this episode, where can they go and look? They can go to 5x5.tv slash homework slash 252. And I want to make sure we thank Headspace and Remote Works for sponsoring the show today. Uh, absolutely. Uh, thanks again for listening, and until next time, go and get some work done. Bye. Bye.